0: They began to make their way down the path looking for something, some kind of artifact. When they began to hear a small tinkling sound, like many little bells. Uh nearby was a very large willow, big weeping willow. And everybody had to make wisdom saves. Um I th- believe everybody but Bob failed. And they all slowly began wandering over to the willow, where Zixia, uh, Cole, and Yvelda lay down and fell asleep. Bob, uh, who was immune to such magic, was able to summon a magical steed that he instructed to walk over and scoop them up and bring them back. And looking back, I probably should have made the steed fall asleep too, because I don't think that meant he was immune to it. Would have made it a little bit more of a challenge. But it was still a creative way to solve the problem. So he had the steed kind of grab their bodies and like haul them back out from uh, underneath the tree. So everybody kind of came back, woke up, and they continued on their way down the path, where eventually they came to... Um, a clearing with a rock in the middle and on the rock was a silver chalice. Now they had learned from the tower that the chalice was an important part of controlling the artifact. So they took that with them, figured that this must be what we need. And so then they went back and went along the next path. Uh, Continuing on the next path, they eventually came to a large bridge. Um, And as they tried to cross the bridge, goblins attacked them. Which did lead to a discussion on if the goblins were supposed to be in the Fey realm or not, and I can't remember where I read something that like goblins were actually um like residents of Fey worlds or something, like that's what, where goblins come from is like the Fey realms? I don't know. but I basically just said, yes, there's there's goblins here. Fight. And they did, and they just like blew these goblins to the smithereens. Yevelda has this set of bagpipes that lets her cast a very high level destruction spell that um probably should have never given her but she still has and so she was basically using it to like rain ice storms on these poor little goblins and blasting them off the edge into this really deep ravine um yeah they took care of them, no problem but it was still a fun encounter um and it was the second one before they had a long rest and it was kind of in part to help You know weaken them down for the big fight so it'd be a little bit more of a challenge again I was still just thinking about challenging encounters not really meaningful ones. I'm going to try and be better about that in the future Anyway, so they make their way um along the bridge up the path and Eventually to another clearing in the middle of this clearing is a pool of liquid of some kind Um, but before they can drink it, um, there's a voice that warns them to go away and they didn't know, but it was actually like three fairy dragons, um, which of course they ignored. And so then the fairy dragons started casting, trying to cast spells on them. Um, a bunch of blink dogs showed up and a really big giant showed up and it was a really long drawn out fight um there's a lot of pretty cool moments uh Zixia has this little cr- really powerful crossbow and she was just sniping people from all over um Cole whose build is heavily centered on lightning um was using this lightning lure spell which is drawing people towards him and then blasting them with lightning um Bob was just beating the living daylights out of this giant with uh, his divine smite. However, he did take a lot of damage from the giant, um, and had to use a pretty high level healing thing, spell, to cure himself. Um, But in the end, they defeated all the enemies, the fairy dragons flew away, and then Bob was like, alright, who's gonna drink the the stuff? And... (laughs) It was decided that he would. And so he drank it. And he went through a lot of pain. I think he took 8d10 uh, psychic damage from drinking it. Um, but then he eventually took on the powers of the dragon orb. Which allowed him to like call dragons to him. Um, but it also had some other detrimental effects to him as well. Uh, but yeah. So that... That was the artifact, was the actually the liquid. And Zixia was thinking about drinking it too, because it wasn't actually quote unquote a magical item. It was just a potion, is how she saw it. So she wanted to drink it, but they decided to let Bob do it. Um which is kind of a good character development for Zixia because she I mean, historically in the past she would try and beat everybody to the magical thing. So yeah they they drink the potion from Bob his eyes turned to kind of a very dragon like appearance you know they were not his normal uh, eyes at all um, and he uh, when he first drank it he was he heard a voice there was a being inside the liquid that tried to take control of him but he was able to resist it so they eventually made their way back out of the fairy realm and returned to the farmhouse to sleep and that's where that session ended but then we picked up with bringing uh, mike's character into play um and i tried to come up with a really fun and creative way and kind of a comical way for him to be reunited with the party so i sent him a long text um kind of about what his character was doing and then we began the next session with everybody waking up, surrounded by this posse of dwarves, halflings, and gnomes uh, saying that they were trespassing and they had to surrender to arrest and come to town for processing. Um, which I had forgotten. I don't know why I had forgotten, but I would forgotten about what a pain these guys could be about legalities and how they were all basically lawyers whenever I tried to bring any sort of justice system upon them. They would always challenge it to no end, so Cafe had to speak for them. Uh, they eventually agreed to come quietly into town, um, and uh, but they did put up a big fight, you know, about like we have permission to be here. You can't prove that we are trespassing, um, and all this stuff. And I was just kind of like, oh, this isn't. This isn't. Nobody's laughing. <laughs> I I really thought it would be like this this funny thing, you know, like, "Oh, you got arrested. You guys are in trouble." And they're like, "No. No, we're not getting arrested. We did nothing wrong. And we'll prove it. We'll fight. We'll go to we'll go to court." And I didn't really feel like doing that. But I did have a big powerful encounter plan. So while they were in the jail arguing with the sheriff about you know, the legalities, and I think Cole even tried to charge the sheriff with treason at one point. Um there was a big explosion in the mine. Now this village was a small little mining village, um, and they heard this, this earth-shattering explosion. They all went running to investigate, and there was this giant praying mantis had crawled out of the earth. Uh, and it was a big open-pit mine, and the praying mantis had crawled out of the earth. And so they they fought it, and they, uh, it was a long fight, but they they did very well. Um, I mean, all back together. Cafe and Bob especially are very heavy hitters. Um, Brant's a very uh, clever and creative combat player, and Yvelda has her bagpipes. Um, and Zixia is a pretty darn good shot. So even though it was a big, long fight, they did quite well. Um, I think Bob may have even jumped on the praying mantis's back at one point. He just likes to do that, I think. Uh, and eventually they took everybody out. The premates did have an ability where if you got too close, or if you hit them with a melee attack you took uh, fire damage and cafe was all about melee and so he took a lot of fire damage throughout that fight but um, it was pretty small each time it did start to add up there towards the end but he was able to you know he was able to fight just fine throughout all of it. Eventually, they did defeat all of these monsters. Um, They did some kind of investigating around. Found some valuables in its nest. And the sheriff just kind of like, let's forget about the whole trespassing thing. You guys can go on your way. Um, He gave them an adamantium bar, which Zixia was the one who somehow got a hold of um, and didn't tell anybody else in the party about for a while. Uh, Mostly because she didn't want Bob to have it. And... Eventually, they left, so they got on the boat and sailed back to Mosei. I didn't have any encounters on it because um, I didn't want it to feel like every time they traveled, they were going to have to fight something. So they sailed for five days and eventually made it back to Mosei. However, when they got to the castle, they were met by Eowa, who explained that Hannah was not very happy with any of them for uh, drinking the artifact and taking the power for themselves instead of bringing it back to her. And said that Hannah didn't really want to deal with them for a little bit. That it, you know that they needed to go work on something else for a while. So Eowa told them that she had picked up a tip that uh, there may have been a potential cultist in the town of Fork to the north. So they decided they'd go and investigate that. So they hopped on Fiber, who miraculously did not fall asleep for the entire trip, and they made it all the way to Sageville, where they stayed the night. Um, as Zixia was laying down to sleep, the moon came from behind a cloud, and the light hit the Wish Sword. And she remembered, or at least I told her that she remembered, because I, I really thought that this was going to be significant to them, and so I'm like, well, maybe they just need a little bit of a push to remember. So I, I told them, you know, I, I told Zixia, or Abby that Zixia remembered that, you know, Vanatar was the big villain of the last battle. So she got out of bed and she tried to pray to Jay Sho, which is something that is not very comfortable with, but she makes the effort every now and then. And Jay Sho showed up. Um, he was dressed as a uh, cleaning maid, for reasons unknown, but he showed up. Um, which was kind of significant because they hadn't seen or heard from him for quite a while. He had very... They'd had very few interactions with him in the last year. So he showed up and she told him about the sword. And he explained and pointed out that, you know, that this means that either the Vanatar they fought or the Vanatar that sent the letter was a fake. Um, and that, you know, they should probably try and investigate and find out which it, what, what it was. Which... Um, Maybe was pushing them too much in the direction of the story, but a hey. so Zixia um, kind of asked, you know, was asking him some more questions and Jay show said, well, there's the pot the, um, actually, I don't really remember how it brought up, but Jay show did tell her that um, long ago, there were a lot more gods that roamed the world and had power over parts of the world and mortality. But many of them had disappeared until recently, that some of them were starting to come back. Didn't really know why, but wondered if maybe that had something to do with, you know, the god that they had fought. Because they were under the impression that Vanatar this whole time had been a god of deception. Um, But now they were getting a letter from Vanatar. Um, They thought they had killed that god. And they weren't really sure what was going on there. So yeah, they um, the next th- then they tried to prank Cole, which didn't go very well. They they kind of failed at that. So then the next morning they made their way to Fork. At Fork, they started investigating the cultists, and trying to find out what they could. They uncovered that the sheriff of Fork was not telling the truth to them was not being very honest about what he knew about it. They went and investigated the cemetery where they saw some fresh graves and they met an old retired paladin who was the caretaker of the graveyard. And the old paladin told them that um, he, he had tried to talk to the sheriff about some graves being robbed and the bodies being taken from the graves but the sheriff wasn't Doing anything about it. So then they figured the sheriff was somehow behind everything. So they started kind of doing some more investigations. They planned to maybe stake out the cemetery that night to see if they could catch some more cultists coming back, uh, or or necromancers or whatever was going on. Um, and Zixia and Yvelda started in looking around the marketplace um, and the tavern. Uh, when they were in the tavern, they actually met uh, Nick, who was the first mate. Was the first mate of Captain Orr back from the first campaign. Who Nick didn't want to talk to them, but Cafe kind of saddled up and you know won her over a little bit, and she told him that you know that to not trust the sheriff. That the sheriff was up to no good. And then Nick left. Nick also had a small mouse with her who was wielding a a small little cutlass and was just very much a little reaper cheap type of character but he wasn't very nice kind of rude anyway they left zixia then went into the town or yeah then then the three of them went into the marketplace where an orc approached zixia asked her if she was looking for information on the necromancers and she said she was and he told her that there was a cave you know, up in the hills nearby where they would find their answers that the sheriff was trying to cover something up. And so they thanked him, they paid him some money, and then they went to investigate. They went into the the cave where they met Darth Vader, which was just this, um, he was a death knight, actually, uh, who wielded a red sunblade. Now, in between campaigns, I had let them kind of Either collect or, gra- or craft magical items, and Bob had made a sunblade. So I thought it'd be cool, you know, like, hey, you've got this yellow sunblade, so I'll make this death knight, you know, with a red sunblade, and you guys could have an epic lightsaber duel, and it'll be so awesome. Again, I was getting caught up on these cinematic scenes that I was thinking about, which totally never work, um, and they just mopped the floor with this guy. They just. I mean, I put, I put the death knight, I put two mages in there, I had like 50 zombies, and it was a long fight. It was a long fight, but it was not a very challenging one, and it wasn't a very meaningful one. So I kind of chalked that up as another miss on my part. But they defeated him, Bob took the Sunblade, which I was surprised he got to at first, honestly. Um, they killed all the zombies, and that was where that campaign ended um and that's actually brings us all the way up to speed i have been working on this for so long i think i've put in about six hours of just recording for this but now we're caught up and so now every week i can do a short little recap um, of everything that's happened so far and kind of bring everything up to speed maybe i won't do it every week maybe i'll just kind of do it periodically we'll just kind of see Uh, i think at the end of next session i'll record a recap and if it's like less than 15 or 20 minutes i might just save it and then you know record some more Uh, and just kind of until i have about a half hour because i feel like a half hour segment is pretty good but you guys can let me know what you think anyway so that brings us up to speed so we ended the campaign with them having just finished up this fight bob just picked up the sunblade and here in a couple of days we'll jump right back into it um and yeah that's it and i'm finally done all right peace